about a month because I I didn't have the um, I didn't like the first recording of this, so I'm gonna re-record it um, today. And as my Crash Bandicoot review, my uh, the original one. So um, let's begin, shall we? So when this game was coming out, E3 of 2000 and when this game was announced back in E3 of 2016, I was actually really excited. When they first played the Crash Bandicoot theme at Sony's conference, I kind of flipped out. I was like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me that there's going to come out with an, uh, another Crash game. But they didn't announce a brand new full-fledged title, but they did announce an HD remaster of the original trilogy on the PlayStation. So my experience with, with Crash is barely any. Um, I knew what he was back in uh, 96 to 99, um, but I didn't own a PlayStation at the time. I owned a Nintendo 64, so I couldn't really, I didn't play the Crash games until later, later on. Um, on my PlayStation 3, since PlayStation 3 is backwards compatible to the original PlayStation, not to PlayStation 2, or at least the PlayStation 3 I had, um, I played the original one, games hard as balls, but I had fun with it. I could not find the second one. And then I played the third one. I really enjoyed the third one. So, just going it straight in, I don't have any experience with Crash Bandicoot games at all. So, let's get to the review, shall we? I just want to tell you my little history of Crash Bandicoot a little bit. Um, story. Dr. Dr. Neo Cortex has created experiments so you can take over the world. But when an experiment goes wrong, aka Crash Bandicoot, he kidnaps Crash's girlfriend, and Crash has to go and rescue his girlfriend, which is basically a damsel in distress. The story is pretty straightforward. And simple. But for that time, back in 1996, it can get away with it. It was a normal occurrence back then for platformers um, in the 90s. Even still today with Mario and stuff, the story is pretty straightforward and pretty... It's not... It's not... For a game like this, you don't need a complex story. That's all I'm saying. You don't need an over-wall crazy uh, story. So... But what was the first thing that you notice when you look into a game? It's the graphics. And the opening um, cutscene, it wasn't a cutscene per se, but it was an uh, introduction where they have a, a factory factory uh, machine, right? And Crash was in his old 2D sprite uh, model that he had in the PlayStation base. And when he when a fruit landed in the machine popped out HD. So Crash said, hmm, okay. And he jumps onto a layer of boxes, which we'll talk about in a minute, lands into the machine, and he pops out his brand new HD model. So speaking of the HD model, the model looks really, really nice. Um I think they did a really good job in terms of that. His fur looks really good. It looks awesome. However, while the graphics while the character model does look good, I just think it may not have had this. I think it may have to do with the model 
and lighting. Um, there's some parts with the lighting where Crash and Coco, which I may talk about, not necessarily in this one, but later on, um, when I review the other games, is that if you stand them at a specific angle in the uh, and with the dark, he, their eyes turn to like black, so it looks like a demon from Supernatural. You know what I mean? It looks really, really creepy. But besides the lighting, I think the game looks really, really impressive at the end of the game. At the end of the day, sorry, at the end of the day, it it and always runs at a constant frame rate, never ever dips in the, in the frame rate at all. So overall, the game looks fantastic. So what? So when you look at Crash Bandicoot, and all of you have not been living under a rock, so what is it? It's a 3D platformer. Basically, all you all you do is jump in a straight line and jump. There are 3D 3D sections and 2D sections. I'll go into that a little bit. It's a platformer. He has dodged enemies, bottomless pits, you know, like any other platformer. You have two buttons to worry about in this game, which is really simple. Actually, you have, let me rephrase that, you have three buttons. That's it. All right, you have the X button to make Crash jump, the square button to make him spin, breaking the boxes, and the triangle button is to figure out how many tokens you have, which I'll talk about in a minute, how many boxes in your box total, how many lives you have, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to, but one thing you have to get used to um, with Crash is Crash is jump, jumping controls. You can tap the X button for him to do a little hop and hold the X button to get him to a to a to his maximum distance jump. But you but the problem with the game um, is that you can prematurely jump into pits that you shouldn't be jumping into. But after a while, you 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 you'll get used to it. Um. So besides the jumping controls, what is your objective in each level? What well, each objective at each level is to get to the end of the level and try to break every single box in every single level. Sounds simple, right? Well, this is where the gems come in. But besides the gems, you got the boxes. So what kind of boxes do we have? We got the regular boxes that you spin into, which would get you Wampa Fruit. Basically, Wampa Fruit is basically 100 coins. 100 rings and Sonic. If you get 100, uh, if you get 100 coins in a Mario game, 100 rings and Sonic, you get an extra life. Basically, Wampa Fruit acts in the same regular way. It acts the same different way. Uh, see, I, I'm never prepared for this sort of thing. At uh, where was I? Oh yeah, the wampa fruit. If you get a hundred, if you get a hundred wampa fruit, it gives you extra life. Um, in the boxes, you 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 press the square button, spin into boxes. There, those are pretty simple boxes. Then you get the TNT boxes, which don't, you can't spin into them. I mean, you can, but it'll hurt you. Just jump on top of the box, and that's it. Pretty straightforward. And the other will have these arrow boxes, which basically comes like a trampoline. Which can be used to make box box boxes above you, get to higher areas so you can get some of these tokens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that's the boxes. Oh, also the wumpa fruit box. If you jump on a wumpa fruit box with all the wumpa fruit in it, 
it'll give you extra one fruit, which I highly recommend. But the game will shower you in lives anyway, because it's very easy to get lives in this game. And there's a reason why later on. But um, anyway, so I said, okay, you, you learned all about the different boxes. So you, so you're saying, okay, break every box and every level. That's pretty simple. But how come there are some levels where I can't, where I'm mixing a big box total and I can't find, um, and I can't find these boxes? Well, there are secret levels in this game as well that you can, you have to do. And what you have to do, there are three different types of tokens. You get the Tana tokens, which is Crash's girlfriend. Find three of the tokens, go to a um, platform, and do a bonus level. Same, you got three of Cortex tokens, which acts the same way. And then you got the Cortex ones, which is acts the same way as well. Counts with your box total. So, with all three of these, all three of these, Cortex is a little bit different than the other two. But the um, Tana and Brio tokens, the one good thing about these bonus stages is that they, you can do them indefinitely. You can try all you want to, and it don't count count towards your death total, which I'll explain later about what that really means. So you have to do the bonus levels. Now, if you did the bonus level in the in the game, okay, rock all the boxes in that bonus level, but you're still missing a lot of boxes. So what does that mean? Well, that means the colored, the colored gems. Oh boy! All right. So, in order for you to get a colored gem, you have to break the box in every single level, including the bonus stage, and do it without dying one time. Yes, I said that one time. So, due to basically new one, you know what that means. You have to play the level flawlessly. Now, there's a problem with that. Because some of these um, some of these levels are pain in the butt. Are pain in the butt to get the color gems in. Specifically, I'm trying to think. I think two levels that drive me up the wall in terms of trying to get the color gems. Now, I'll, I'll talk about more the levels I don't like here in a minute. But the color gems does present an issue. And a lot of these levels are long. And the color gems are no exception here. The, um, the color gems are, are a pain in the butt. And what, so what do you get if you like a color gem? You like a new secret pathway that will make you break more boxes, get you more eyes, get you more waffle fruit. It's basically like a secret sort of thing. Which I guess gives you an incentive to have some replayability, but to me, I don't think playing this game to be that 100% is not exactly the thing I would do. Um, there, it, the replayability is there, but let me explain to you two levels that drive me up the wall in terms of getting the color gems: the red gem and the purple gem. The purple gem is the really unique looking. So um, the purple gem, which has a unique level, you have to use the tiki mask. Oh, yeah, I forgot the tiki mask. So every level, most every level, you get, you run, you spin into a tiki box. And 
it basically saves you one life. It saves you. It saves you crash from being hit. Because crash is very fragile. If he gets hit once, he dies. So Tiki Mask basically helps you. It's basically like a big for Mario in a way. And if you keep losing Tiki Mask, the more crash be fragile. If you get three Tiki Tiki boxes, break three and get three Tikis, you can turn to Invincible Crash, which makes him run faster, and he's invincible to basically everything. So that's really nice. So anyway. You have to use the tiki mask in the dark level to navigate your way, which is pretty cool. However, you that tiki mask lantern doesn't last forever, and a lot of it has to something to do with jumping over bottomless pits with no light. As you can see, the frustration there. The level isn't long; it really isn't. There's not even a bonus stage in that level. There's only 15 boxes, but the purpose is that the level is very infuriating because. You, have to, you can't just spend your time here. You have to go fast, 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 fast through that level to get to the end of the level with a Tiki mask. You can't, and with the way it's sometimes the level is designed, it can be really infuriating because sometimes if the level wants to be perfectly cool with you, then you can finish the level. But if the, you have to wait for basically anything, the level said, oh, you know what, fuck off. You ain't gonna, you're, you're gonna die, then it's start to level all over again. It's all based on luck and that occurrence. But that's just level being level with you. Now, this one, the, the red gym is skill based, and that is the slippery climb. Why? Um, the slippery climb is one of the hardest, most infuriating levels. In the entire game, for mostly because of the moving platforms and to the pinpoint accurate platforming, tiny little precision platforming. Don't you love it? Don't you? Does any platformer love precision platforming? I love platformers, but those drive me up the dang wall, man. It really drives me crazy. Um, and I barely got to a slippery climb already as it is normally. And I died on that level at least 10 times. Imagine if I tried to do it without dying once and try to get a red gem. If you guys want to go after the gems, some of the gems are not too bad. Um, I got at least three of them out of the six. So they ain't horrible. But the first three are – the first one is kind of a pain in the ass. But the other two are not that bad. But the, the first one, it took me a while, but it wasn't horrible. It felt rewarding. The first three color gems felt actually rewarding enough. Is it into the sequel where they make the color gems all actually, uh, actually a lot more fun to go after? You know what I mean? But I'll talk about the sequel at a later, later date. But um, so if you guys want to go after color gems, go right ahead. I mean, the first three are cool and fun to get, rewarding in a way. And the last three are bullshit. So take what you will. Take what you will from it. Do what you want. I I wouldn't recommend it. Going after all the color gems. So so what kind of levels are you exploring in this game? Well, oh, remember, remember that that technique I told you with the uh, the hop and the hop uh, tap the X button to do a hop and hold the X button to do his longest jump. Well, learn how to do that. And the slippery climb and the two bridge levels. <sighs> Jesus. These three levels can kiss my 
pass because you have to have to press the X button, then you have to hold the X button. You guys gotta know how to do that trick. If not, you're gonna struggle a lot through the road to nowhere, the higher road, and the slippery climb. Watch out for those damn levels. I'm telling you right now, it is nothing but infuriating. Um. Anyway. There's one point that out. Uh, what kind of levels are you exploring? What 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 are they gonna have you do? Well, you are running from boulders, Indiana style. You are jumping through forests. You're jumping through laboratories. You're jumping through um, kind of like uh, Indian type of fortresses, uh, Indian I guess town sort of thing. The architecture looks really nice in some of these levels. Um, and it's really quite entertaining to watch. Um, not entertaining to watch. Entertaining to play and watch. You know what I mean? Um, however, there's a problem with the levels. And then the main problem is with the levels is that they would like to repeat a lot. There's a lot of copy and paste here, unfortunately. I think the other two games have this problem as well. Um, they, they repeat the level designs a lot. And the sequels, except for maybe... Well, actually, three does have this problem too, but <clears throat> the first two games usually had a lot of this problem: is that the level designs counter repeat. Besides the laboratory levels, the laboratory levels are actually new and unique. Like that lantern level, I like that level. Getting the red gem of it is not ideal, but going through the level normally is actually quite a lot of fun. It's actually quite unique. The other levels are not so not not there, um, so. But that's the gameplay. Um, if you guys want guys want to go after color gems, try to beat the game 100%, then go right for it. You can also get keys as well, which is in two levels. And if you get a key, you can lock a bonus a bonus secret level, which is actually a good reward for um, for getting these keys and getting the cortex um, the cortex. Um, the cortex Tokens. So, um, I covered the keys, I covered the boxes, covered the color gems, I covered the clear gems. Uh, you can also ride hogs as well, which is, has a little bit more variety. I mean, there is a little bit of variety here, but I really don't think it's enough, in my honest opinion, um, to make me want to go back to it. Um, so, um, what else? Now, with a 3D platformer, some, not all of them, well, I'm at boss fights. So, how are the boss fights like? Nah. Uh, the weakest part of the game are the um, the boss fights. Um, the sequels are a lot more creative with them in later in um, the other two games. But they are three that are pretty cool. The last three. Um, the first one out of the five three is like a. Raccoon shooting a minigun at you, kind of like a Scarface reference. You know, to say hello to my little friend. So that's kind of cool. Um, Rio's boss fight was really quite fun. And then Cortez's boss fight was really fun as well. Um, but the first three, they're kind of meh. They're kind of meh. They're kind of boring, kind of average. So the boss fights are a mixed bag. You got three really fun ones, and you got three that are kind of meh. So mixed bag in the boss fights. Um, what about the music? The music in this game is very memorable. I uh, 
I think I posted this a long time ago. I think it was wasn't. I think it was back. I don't know when it was, but I did a preview and um, it was so memorable and people recognize this sort of music. The music for the most part is great. I love it. So did I mention everything? Oh, Coco. You can play as Coco as well. Um, see, basically see, plays the same as Crash, but I guess new animations, you know, you can't really tell in the first game specifically, but in the sequels you can tell a little bit of a, um animation difference. But other than that, if you want to play a female Crash, great. It, it's really nothing, nothing much to say there. I mean, we'll be... Um, it isn't until second and, and especially the third one where it actually matters. But you know, you want to play a female version of Crash? Cool, great, that's wonderful. It don't really matter. Anyway, now let's 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 finish this off, shall we? Oh, I'm um, one thing before I finish this off. Crash Bandicoot is considered the is considered a part of the Dark Souls universe. Now, <laughs> April's giving me a looks like, what do you mean? It's not, okay, let me rephrase it. It's not part of the universe, per se. It is part of a lineup of Dark Souls of Crash Bandicoot being really damn difficult. The original Crash, specifically. I mean, the other two games are pretty dang challenging, but this one matches the cake. It is about as difficult as Dark Souls is, to some extent. Um, mostly if you're going after colored gems. And doing time relics. Now, time relics, time relics are in this game. They are brought in from Crash Bandicoot 3. Here's a big problem with the time relics. I really like doing them. They're actually a lot of fun. And you can try them indefinitely as well. You, just, you lose no lives on this. You start the level all over again. You get no checkpoint boxes, but still. It, it don't punish you as, as much as it should, you know what I mean? So, um... But the main problem from Time Relics is that, regardless of Crash, you run at the same speed if you're not getting a Tiki Mask. And some of these levels are very, very, very strict on timetables, especially the first level in the game. I cannot get past it because Crash goes at at a very snail's pace. Well, the other two games have, actually have a way for you to go faster. But to me, the Relics don't work in the original Crash. Original Crash, you're there to take your time. Considering that the game is very, very difficult, then I would not advise rushing through the levels very much. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't think the time works work at all. So, anyway, that's all I wanted to mention. All right, pause this as again. The music is very memorable and so much fun to listen to. The game, the game looks amazing graphically, and it never goes, it never dips below 30. Uh, 30 frames and never dips at all. Um, I play the game normally, just playing through it normally, trying not getting all the color gems or getting the clear gems or anything like that. Maybe try some time relics. Time relics is it's not actually not that bad. Um, but I know the positive I'm going to give it is that some of the color gems are actually really fun to get. Obviously, I some of them are good time to get. Others are not. So. Um, the game controls are really simple, and it controls very good, and way better than it did in back in '96. I think 
the original crash has aged really well in terms of uh, controls, even from 96. Oh, I forgot this, um, but I'm going to mention it now. The, the characters, the traumatic characters in terms of their animations, stuff like that, with the HD makeover, it looks like a Pixar sort of animation style here. I really, really like that. Um, and the death major. The death animations for Crash is actually really funny. Yes, they do repeat, but it's still quite, quite kind of quite funny to look at. So um, that is really cool. Um, the story is straightforward and simple, and that's good. Neo Cortex is a really cool villain. Um, if you ever played the Sonic franchise, look at Dr. Robotnik or Dr. Eggman. He's very, very similar to Dr. Robotnik and Eggman. He, very similar, so I kind of like that. Uh, the bonus stages add content to the game along with some of the hidden levels, so the replayability is there through the roof if you want to go after the clear colored gems. The negatives is that the game it has a nice variety of levels. It does repeat, unfortunately. It does get kind of repetitive. Um, to me, I don't think the game is worth going 100% on Miles' opinion, I don't think is really worth it to play the game normally. But if you want to try to try to get the color gems and then go right ahead, I think half of them are good and half of them are. I don't want to mess with them. Um, the boss fights are kind of meh. Three of them are bleh, and three of them are pretty entertaining, but the other three are not really there. Kind of meh. Um, I'm not, not going to talk about how um, the game is difficult. I already mentioned how difficult it is, but it's not really a negative. Um, and the time relics, to me, really don't work for this type of game, because you're running at the same speed. You can't really speed up, unlike the other sequels. So, to me, I don't think the original crash in terms of the time relics really work really well, in my honest opinion. So, to conclude, to to anyone that hasn't played Crash Bandicoot before, I would highly recommend the version of the game. You can play the old school PlayStation tile, but this game is just a whole lot better in terms of controls and some of the quirks it provides. I, but I would not recommend again 200% the game. I would I, actually, with the two sequels, I would actually try to do 100% on Crash Bandicoot 2 and Crash Bandicoot Warped or 3. So um, if you in the mood for an old school platformer, and you haven't played the Crash Bandicoot games, go get it. It's $40, and it's actually really, really good time. You get three games for $40. That's actually a pretty good deal. So um, I'm actually, well, now with Crash Bandicoot and Saint Trilogy coming out, now we're going to come out with a Spiral Trilogy, um, which is also another PlayStation love uh, from the original PlayStation. I have not played the Spiral games. So if I play the Spiral games, I'm going to go into that completely blind. Which is actually going to be quite exciting. So, anyway, that's all I got to say. Um, I'm sorry for getting this uh, late, so late to you guys. I just, um, I took a little break, and I was wanting to re-record it, so I really didn't like my original recording. But now, it's July now. Um, I'm not going to say what I'm going, what I'm going to be doing this month, obviously. Because I'm actually going to upload them just randomly. You're not going to know what I'm going to post this month. So, 
is going to be unpredictable. I'm actually, you already know about, which is the one I'm talking about now. But the other one is going to 